Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. stranger hi it's It's been a minute yeah um maybe people thought that we died or something because it has been basically what like four or five months yeah i mean time has passed for sure i mean it's it's kind of strange the way covid has managed to slow things down so dramatically for everybody Right, but uh, to be fair, um, it wasn't just COVID. We weren't, you know, sitting by twiddling our thumbs. We have been working on on other things behind the scenes for Saga and and other things. So uh, we do look look forward to showing you that in the near future, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Um. But to bring things back to full circle. Um, we're going to be discussing a widely criticized movie that's recently released on um, mass media uh, by Ghibli, and it goes by Earwig and the Witch. I'm sure many of you know it. Right. Um, it's infamous at, at this point, so um, you probably know it for unfortunate things, but hopefully um we'll have a good conversation and uh, maybe look at the bright side and where ghibli can go spoiler alert this audio may contain spoilers so please proceed with caution or an open mind i don't care yes yes um because to be fair this was ghibli's first cg feature film um They've done some, I think, experimental, like, CG stuff in the past, but this was their first full-length feature uh, 3D. I mean, it's a really interesting thing to see how technology has enhanced animation, some would say. Right. Um, This is... Like you said, Ghibli's first feature 3D movie, but they have done uh, one short, uh, Boro the Caterpillar, the Miyazaki short film that that's only playing at the museum, right? Uh, which looked great. That looked great. Uh, but it was also like much shorter, so it probably had less budget, less investors and things like that. But... Be- before we go further, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Garrison, and you are? I'm Sarah. And this is Saga Podcast. All right, um, now that that's out of the way, the animation. Um, is that where you want to start? Actually, no. We have to, to, to give a synopsis. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is about... Um, it's about a witch who is being chased by by other witches or some dark magic we don't really 
know and we don't find out really but it's this witch who's a mother and she's being chased by other witches and she's trying to protect her her daughter so she she leaves her daughter at this orphanage and uh some years later the girl is adopted by this cold and distant witch named bella yaga and she has a she has a strange partner named the mandrake and and essentially it's the it's kind of like a like a sitcom ish feel where the family goes through sort of hijinks and it's a mystery of who is the witch that is the mother of the main character earwig right we're not really sure i mean that for all we know she could just be an orphan that the the red hair witch just found you know and just kind of was like i'm just gonna drop you up at this orphanage we don't know that's true true but you know usually with these kinds of things it's implied that it's the mother or someone that drops them off but yeah you're right uh the animation what did you think about that oh um I had a lot to say about this, but I, you know, like, I really want to say this up front. Like, I am trying to be as super fair as I can be because this is their first, like, CG 3D film, and it's a very different field, you know. If given, given that this, this is their first feature, I'm going to be very kind, um, although it's going to sound like I'm being very ruthless, <laughs> Uh, okay, so it reminds me a lot of Scary Godmother Halloween Spooktacular, which um, was a Cartoon Network film on, you know, like old cable back in the early 2000s. Yeah, early 2010s, I think. Oh, man. And then um, it, it just like, it just seems like so, I, what's the word I want to say? Like, it just needs more work. Like, it just seems unfinished. Or un... Like, they don't have the right assets to make it look like Disney looks. Makes it look. But maybe that was the point. Maybe they didn't want it to look like Disney, okay? Um, um. So, it's, it's just not as smooth. I mean, the textures seem pretty good for a lot of it. There's a lot of slimy, weird stuff. Like, uh, lighting is fairly decent but it's something about like the structure of some of the objects maybe it's just like shaping and structure just makes things look flat and so i'm just really i'm just look i'm being so critical here um that's all i have to say about the animation well like i mentioned before we started recording was that goro uh the director he was inspired by like puppets and Ardman animation, you know, the guys that make Wallace and Gromit and things like that. So with that in mind, I'm wondering how much of this was intentional or like, okay, so uh, with, with like say creative projects and things like that, usually 
they'll say uh, true, like true creativity sparks when sparks through limitations. So I wonder if if he he used the his limited knowledge of like three D or whatever and like tried to play that as a strength. Oh, I'm not sure if that's the right approach. <laughs> um, kudos. You know what? You did it. I'm gonna give you an award for, for doing it. Good job. <laughs> what? Like a participation trophy? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's so bad. No, I mean, though, for real though, it's like, okay, this, you know what? If you if you're gonna if you're gonna compare them to like all of the three D stuff that we see and you know like in this podcast I think we try to cover a lot of like two D animated stuff versus like three D animated stuff because we ourselves might be a little bit biased but um maybe maybe this is the future you know this is just the future and I'm being overly critical so right I. I didn't. It's its visuals didn't bother me like it has other people. Uh, but well, I guess while we're on the topic of how it looks, it seems that like many anime watchers are kind of change averse and sort of conservative when it comes to like changing how 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 anime looks because um, Doro Hedoro. People didn't like how that looked, uh, and another 3D anime kind of are a mixed bag with many fans, and they really don't like it. And I'm thinking that it's inevitable, really, that more 3D will will uh, show up. Um, and well, well, I was thinking the biggest hurdle, like right now, for 3D is that how it's done is sort of mechanical like uh with with like drawing it's sort of with with hand with hand drawn it's very expressive and and i liken it to to like molding clay like it's very um interactive like 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 you can like use your body to like get into it and and express the 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 movement and the characters but with like 3D, you're just like using a mouse and like rotating the axes, so it's so it's sort of alien in a way, right? But but I was thinking that like have 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 you ever like done a like worn a VR headset? Mm-mm. Have you? No. Um, well, you should. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's it's great. So there's this this thing i haven't done it cuz i don't have like the right uh via uh, vr headset but there's this program where you can like draw stuff Ooh. in like 3d space i have a favorite artist that i follow that like does i think it's goro juji i think it's goro juji he does this like 3d goro art juji. yeah he does like sketchups or something every day i'll, I'll have to look into that Right, so it's basically like you're creating uh, like a like an object in space. So I'm so I'm thinking that, that like this could basically be a way to to make 3D animation 
more like 2D because you're basically using similar principles with 2D in that 3D space. And basically, I'm thinking the, the natural uh, next step to that would be to make it sort of like stop motion. Uh, so, um, so I think that could like make it make it look a lot better uh, if they sort of did something like that. You know what? That's a good, that's a great suggestion because I feel like maybe if that's what they were looking for that style, you know, maybe that's something that they should invest more time in and looking into because the puppetry, I actually, I think, enjoy puppetry inspired animations sometimes more often than um 3d animated films or claymation you know the claymations are excellent right right very good very good um come on ghibli yeah, so come i guess on. That, that's all oh one uh there are a couple more things when it comes to the visuals sure the the lip syncing was off uh okay so first there was no subversion on uh hbo max there was only the english version and uh usually that's not a problem but for like some dubs when the lips are are too accurate the dub movements of the like the dub words sound weird coming out of the lip flaps like they clearly don't match like i, I wish i could do it right now it's like when you like some people can do it where they like speak like sin and they like just, I, <laughs> do the mouth thing. Anyway, um, I was trying to do it on cam. We're what also on cam, by the way. Yeah. Do it again. Then, Hi-yo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see us right now. You but can, yeah, you can't see us, but we're trying to video record this at the same time. Anyway, um, yeah, it's like it takes you out of it a little bit. And I also noticed that there was only like one car model, but there were like like four different colors. So so pretty much everyone was driving the same car. Yeah, see, it's those little things that kind of made me feel like it was just just too green, you know? Like it was like a very, it's just a new, it's a new universe for these, this company. And I'm just gonna leave it at that and... um give them a break because i feel like some of the tactics that maybe that they would use for 2d animation you know like copy click paste you know like using that kind of tactic doesn't necessarily work as well in 3d because the audience notices the difference right so i think what they could have done uh for the visuals was pretty much what they did with into the spider verse where they manually took out frames to make it look more like choppy to make it look uh hmm. like stop motion and i think that would have played into the puppet looking uh look uh, look of it a bit more and make it make it make it make it a little more palatable for people that's a good idea yeah i mean why aren't we suggesting this let's talk to ghibli <laughs> hey listen we we noticed a couple of things here for this film that maybe you might like to implement just a thought yeah yeah uh miyazaki son did direct this and i just hope you know because he hasn't really had the greatest track record with like critics and, and like fans and my, my my hope you know 
I'm sure there's lots of pressure being the son of like the the, the Japanese Walt Disney or basically you know and so I and so I hope that he doesn't like uh, like lose his passion or feel uh, or feel what's the word uh, like, like less inclined or like he like he he, he doesn't lose his his morale yeah uh, and and that he comes back uh, with something good yeah I know because to me I think we kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast but it was it's kind of like a a copy of everything else you know it feels like you know everything lately has been about witches and you know little girls being interested I mean this one's a little bit different um you know as far as the characters they are vastly different from a majority of the other Ghibli films um you know for example the fact that there's vampires and demons involved in this I don't think we've ever seen that in any Ghibli film um very dark it's a very dark creatures in a in a different way like more fantasy than anything else also we see a lot of rock and roll that's very different new agey not such traditional japanese um style um some of the the main character the little girl is far more hostile than many of the little girls that we've seen in all of the ghibli films i don't think we've seen like hostile little girls ever <laughs> um i would also include child abuse i don't think we've ever seen child straight up child abuse like this one this woman straight up hits this child in the face right and i think that was actually in one of the interviews with goro saying that that wasn't was an intentional choice uh of making the main character um not sweet like the other ghibli main heroine characters uh and i like that like i like she was kind of uh precocious and cunning and i thought that was pretty cool yeah it was very different and her entire motive was to get people to do what she she wanted and i was like you know i could kind of relate in a way so maybe maybe there is hope for goro seeing he probably has a daughter he probably sees how she gets her way every time and that's where she, he got the inspiration from i could see that right um relating this to other ghiblis i sort of thinking back about it i kind of this sort of reminded me of um, a little bit of Howl's Moving Castle and Kiki's uh, delivery service. And because with that one, there was like a blend of like witch stuff and like modern modern things like cars and radios. But with Howl's, there was a malicious witch that had it out for the main character. Um, yes, yeah, so I would kind of, so I kind of thought of those as the most closely related to this yeah no i could definitely see that i relate that very well yeah it's hard to see um also i you know i did mention that there hasn't been many films with demons in it i think the only one i can think of is um princess mononoke i know for sure there's demons in there but 
I can't remember if there's demons anywhere else. The Mandrake was pretty creepy, like with his eyes, and he was a very mysterious character. You really didn't know what he would do or or what he was thinking. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, and he sounded like Batman at times. It was um. He's. I can't do it. Some somebody else do a bat. We need a Batman. We need a guy to do Batman. I'll get Jake to do it and put it in here. Okay. Um, speaking of Howells, uh, this this original story, which was actually like one of, if not the last, um, books by Diana Wynne Jones, who also wrote Howells, uh, the Howells Moving Castle series. But technically, this book was unfinished. So what's in stores now is 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 not the one hundred percent true vision of Jones. So uh, I guess keep that in mind. And pacing wise, this story for me kind of felt it did feel like a book in how it sort of felt episodic and. And every few minutes, it sort of felt like a new chapter, uh, and and almost like an abridged version uh, of like a like a six to twelve episode miniseries or something. Yeah, I mean, it did. It did feel very like not not want to say rushed, but like it just progressed very rapidly. Like that's just it. But each scene, I think carried out very well you know as far as like the acting um the character acting the character portrayals um you know even the music even though like it was it felt kind of chunky some places it was still pretty relevant and followed the story right right um the the music was like a subplot because we find out that the witch and the mandrake were bandmates of Earwig's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay, sorry if I'm, like, missing some, some stuff because it's been, like, two months since I've seen it and I don't have an HBO Max account. Anymore. I just watched it again this morning. All right, so they're bandmates, or they were, and I guess she she left, right? Or So the, the red hair witch left because... Um, I guess she went against the witch's code for doing something that the coven didn't approve of. Okay, who knows what? That wasn't really fully explained. Um, so she left. There was a baby that appeared at some point. Okay, you know, because I don't think she left. She had to have come back, had a baby, or found a baby, <laughs> and gone back gone back, hung out with these guys, and then left, dropped the baby off, disappeared? I don't know. And then, yeah. So she, who knows? Who knows what her plot is? I don't know. So Bella Yaga and the Mandrake weren't mad because she left their band, but because she was kicked out of the witch coven? Yes. And because she had a baby and left it like i feel like that's a whole part of this that's maybe kind of left out like what was it the reason that she left was it the coven maybe that was the reason like she had a baby and that was breaking the rules of the coven maybe she had a baby with a human you know 
that's sort of why it made me think of Howells and how that 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 story um, it felt open in that it didn't give you all of the answers and you sort of had to figure it out for yourself, which is which can be fun, but may like sometimes it can be frustrating. Like like uh, like the writer wants you to write the story yourself in some way you know? yeah it's kind of like a half story at some point you know in some ways like you created this whole universe but things don't really add up well i guess that's kind of like real life you know like it's not like everything immediately has answered or, or makes sense and looking at a story as you entering someone's life for for a time uh you know like some 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 stories take place over a day or like like a couple of hours years so like we're in this character's life for like a couple of months i think a couple of weeks or months and this is like we're pretty much from the perspective of the main character so we we only know what she knows and uh that's that's about it yeah yeah that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great point. That is a great point. Um, well, that gives me a better perspective of this. And we can definitely tell that this is geared more towards children, I would say, despite the um, also a- obvious alcohol consumption and child abuse. But yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. And this... Um, there probably were were a lot of artists that worked on this that either for like time reasons or just from from inexperience because uh, if you notice there weren't many locations uh, in this film there were like there was the orphanage and then there was like a street and there was the the house which is like really few for a, a Ghibli film because usually there's like lots of like traveling and things like that so like painting a background is, is a lot different from like modeling and like shading and lighting a location. So, uh, yeah, so this in comparison felt a lot smaller. There were also like fewer characters. Um, but this only means that like they're building their asset library and if they do 3D in the future, they'll only have like more and more things to like show. So. I agree, and they can build on their um, skill set as much as possible. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it was a very weird ending. Um. Can't really tell you that other than you know it's weird. You should probably check it out. Yeah, it did just kind of end, didn't it? Like it felt that <laughs> it felt like uh, like we were like missing like ten minutes or something. Yeah. It, it kind of jumped. Oh, that was weird. I mean, where's the second film? You know, like there, there's no second film that's gonna go along with this. It's just gonna be a standalone, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, there's no book two, so, and the, and there's no Ghibli sequels. No. Either. So. Yeah, you can expect that. There's that you can't expect a second one. Yep. Would you like a sequel from not this, uh, but like, but. But any other Ghibli movie? That's a good question. Maybe what is that one? 
the the fireflies one just because I I want to see that those those kids survived and went on to go live happy lives. I don't want them to die. That was such a sad film. <laughs> well, well, like wasn't that based on like a true story? Yeah. Um. Well, just read. <laughs> Just just read the the um, the newspaper. <laughs> Go read the history book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sad. What about you? Which one would you want to see a sequel of? Hmm. Ah. Hmm. My neighbor Totoro would be interesting. Or okay, right? Okay, so Howells was actually a, was actually a book series. Like it had like a like a three book series. So probably that one. See where they go with that. That would be cool to see, because you know the moving castle's got so much character. But I can imagine that drawing that thing would be um, kind of awful. Right, but I want to say that film was the first film, or one of the first films where CG was added, because because there because the it's not hand-drawn there's like um pieces to it so it probably wouldn't be too bad um but yeah other than that what did you think about this film um now now i'm i'm not sure if i'm saying it's not that bad because it didn't live up to what other people were saying about it or it's not that bad because i actually kind of liked it like i think genuinely yeah Right. Uh, so, I'm gonna say that it's not that bad. It's interesting, and 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 I do implore others to see it if if they haven't and are sort of reluctant to watch it because of what people are saying about it. See it for yourself. Yeah, see it for yourself. Um, yep, for sure. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add? We're we're going to be watching something next time. Uh, should we should we tell them that now or? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be be watching and talking about the Muppets movie, the original classic from 1979, and it's puppets. Yeah, it's puppets. I don't think we've done um another puppet film since The Dark Crystal. And since um that that mask one, do you remember that one? Yeah, let's not let's just forget about that one. <laughs> I literally forgot about it until you said that. Oh god, it's such a forgettable film. Anyway. All right, peace out y'all. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast where we talk about animation and animation things. Um, this is your favorite co-host, Sarah, and I would like to remind you before you head off that we do have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a website, and soon to be a Patreon. So if you could reach out to us, leave us a comment, a review, anything that you like, and we will appreciate all of it. Um, otherwise, have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Come again. <laughs>